Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, this is Nathan from The Storage Papers. Stay tuned after the episode for a trailer of a podcast we think you'd enjoy. My name is Mark Anderson, and you're listening to Unwanted Places. Hello again, in case you forgot what happened before, there was this old house that had been in a state of disrepair as far back as anyone could remember. How much do you know about this town, he asked, eyeing me carefully. Hundreds of skeletons were in shallow graves across the region people had been camping on for so long. But if there's one important rule in life you should never forget, it's this. Don't disturb the dead. A black mark started to form on his stomach, almost like a bruise, but darker. It got worse until eventually he died. My great-granddaddy, Eustace, he had something of an unusual reputation. He would take care of the problem. You do a ritual, you called it, every month? Every crescent moon, he answered. Come with me, child. We'll do the ritual together. And now, I'll continue with the letter Lola wrote to her niece, Martha, before she passed, detailing why Lola and her sister, Martha's mother, Consuela, didn't get along very much. Now, spooky story though it may be, that in and of itself doesn't exactly explain the distance between me and your mother. The rub of it is that it didn't stop for me. Every night on a crescent moon, I would see flashes of a man and hear that awful voice stuck in its eternal scream. I became the outcast, the one who seemed to have gone around the bend. Your mother, Consuela, didn't let me slip away easily. As I withdrew more and more each month, she became my only friend. It couldn't have been easy for her. We had shared so many adventures together, many only in our minds. Then I was stuck as time went on without me. Somehow I managed to simply exist for a few more years, but sometime after my 15th birthday I left everything behind. I didn't tell anyone, not even Consuela. That town had become a nightmare for me. Every day was spent counting down until the next time the man would appear and scream in my ears throughout the night. As suddenly as they had begun, the waking nightmare stopped. 
As I carved out a life for myself away from all I had known, they began to fade away from my mind. I found work for two sisters, Florence and Vivian, who started a restaurant, and I did additional odd jobs around my new hometown when I could. Essentially, I just stayed as busy as possible. It was on one of those odd jobs, cleaning the house of some rich family, that I started the difficult journey of coming to terms with a part of who I am. Meredith, their daughter, who was a mere two years older than me, had just returned from France where she had experienced some of the finest tutelage one could receive. She had an air about her that spoke of a vast world to explore and exotic wonders to share. Her knowing smile when she caught me staring made my heart pound. It was terrifying and wonderful and dangerous and amazing. I'd been cleaning their home twice a week for two months and surviving between visits on the memory of the breeze as she walked past, carrying the scent of France upon it. I knew it was as wrong as it was foolish. The distance that separated us may as well have been an ocean. I was the poor orphan girl from the Spanish kitchen, she was the wealthy educated girl from another world. She seemed to have every boy in town wrapped around her finger. I'd never so much as kissed a boy, but I didn't even realize until I met Meredith why that was the case. I was cleaning her room and didn't even notice her come in behind me until her hand brushed my own. Her touch was fire, and I melted. Then she whispered to come back later that night, and her very breath in my ear... Well, I won't go into too much detail there, but even as I write this, I find my heart picking up its pace at the mere memory. The world has changed a lot since then, and much of it for the better. While I would never wish our need to keep that secret on anybody, there was something inexplicably exciting about having this thing that can only be known by two people in the universe. I was hesitant when we met that night. Guilt, shame, fear, and excitement all coursed through my veins, intertwining to push my heart into my throat as I approached her bedroom window. I didn't even know what to say, but as it turned out, I didn't need to know. With an impish grin, she climbed out of the window, grabbed my hand, and pulled me into the rest of my life. Her house wasn't far from the bay and that's where she took me. We sat on rocks listening to the wind whisper over the starlit water, simply existing together before either of us said another word. When we did speak, the words flowed with ease, far more easily than seemed possible between two strangers. We spoke of a great many things that night and many nights after. But our first conversation was one of the most important I've ever had. It began when she leaned in to kiss me and I pulled back. It wasn't how I was raised and I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry, I want to, but it's a sin, I told her. She took no offense, instead choosing to face the stars as she replied in French. I asked what that meant. She said, God is love. 
Why would he make love a sin? I was taken aback, but before I could reply, she continued. I've had the good fortune to see a fair amount of this world, although there's so much more I want to explore. It's an absolutely beautiful place. Some say it's hard and cold, but I've found that it's the people sometimes in it that make it so. People see anything different as a threat, something to be wiped out. They don't understand love, so they call it a sin. I don't want to be turned cold by them, though. I will love who I love. Then her eyes fell back to me and the word love took over my mind for a moment. How could she love me, I thought. We barely knew each other. I suppose the teenage heart can be unconstrained in that way, though. Recovering from her statement, I defended my upbringing. The Bible also says that the love of money is the root of evil, I pointed out. She grasped my hand in response and placed it on her breast. My breath caught in my chest. Feel my heart. Am I money? She asked. I slowly shook my head. She leaned forward, her lips inches away. I could taste her breath, and it was tantalizing. I didn't pull away when she kissed me that time, or any time afterwards. To the world, she and I were friends ever so close. After all, anything more wasn't acceptable. She had male suitors, and I did my best not to get jealous as she kept up appearances. Those were good years. Of course, it was only a matter of time until the town's long shadow found me. We were walking to the bay again, now an almost nightly occurrence, when I stopped in my tracks. It started with a noise. I had all but forgotten it, but in the second that it returned, all my memories I had spent so much time running from came flooding back. Meredith tried to say something, but I couldn't hear her voice over that noise. Then I heard rustling in a bush to my left. A twig snapped to my right. My heart pounded as I spun back and forth trying to see the unseeable. Without thought, I started to run in a futile attempt to escape. My heart raced as my feet searched blindly for purchase, until there was none. A single misstep and I fell tumbling down a hill with the wind knocked out of me. I found myself lying on my back, trying to gasp for breath as the noise overwhelmed me. The moon stood in the sky above me, haunting me. It was a crescent moon. This story will continue in the next episode.
And now for a trailer of a podcast we think you'd enjoy. This week, enjoy Ghost Wax, a horror fiction podcast. Can you hear me? Good to have you back with us. I hope you don't mind that I am recording for investigative notes. It's a wax cylinder, the only thing we've found that can pick up the voices of people in your condition. My name is Owen Von Sid. I am a reclaimer. Do you know what that means? No? Well, I am sorry to inform you that you didn't make it. Please try to remain calm. The worst is over. Nothing can hurt you, not ever again. But the thing that did this to you, it is still out there. That is what we do. I wake unfortunate souls, such as yourself, hear their stories, then my associates and I see to it that whoever or whatever did this to you is dealt with. Now, let's begin. When you are ready, tell me, how did you die? Ghost Wax is an anthology horror podcast from Far and Tall Tales Productions. New episodes releasing weekly. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts.